The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. Hi, this is Lady Petra. I'm Safa Master. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers. Cheers. Great, so what are we drinking? We are having an old school drink called a Silver Fizz. Uh, it was first invented in 1850 in the U.S. It's a gin, uh, two parts gin, one part lemon, two parts simple syrup, and then an egg white. And what I learned today, as my mixology keeps, skills keep going up, uh, to emulsify in the tin everything with the egg uh, dry, so no ice. So do that until it actually starts viscosity changes and then pour it over ice because then you get a better head. You get better foam, better heads. So. Mm. Oh, we like that. Yeah, we like better head. <laughs> this, is de- this, this is delicious. Yeah, doesn't that taste like a summer drink? It tastes like an adult a, like, summer drink. Tastes like a milkshake. It's just delicious. Yeah. It's really wow. It's like a lemon 50-50 almost. Yeah, it's really, really good. I like it a lot. So let's keep this one on our um, <laughs> repertoire. And our repertoire, yeah. Yeah. So good choice. So this was this was this was developed in the eighteen fifties. Yeah. And I think it's called Silver Fizz because that like during the Silver Rush. That's oh, one I see. of the drinks. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Got it. Got it. Well, today in our podcast we have an interview scheduled with uh Slat and Sadist. And right. they're on, they are on uh, FetLife at, with the BBC Coxlot and um, you know, Libertine. And we'll connect you to, our, to their um, pages in our notes. But I'd like to welcome Slot and Sadist. Thank you. Hey, guys. Happy May. So tell us a little bit about just a thumbnail about how you connected and about your podcast um, uh, and so on. Just give us a little bit of a breakdown of of what it's all about. Well, I guess um, it was uh, unusual for me to reach out to um, my sadist because for one, I'm much older than he is. I'm 53 and he is uh, 38. And, you know, as a female on FetLife, I don't usually do the initial contact because you get inundated by messages. But I saw yeah. him and I was really intrigued by his labeling himself a sadist. So I, I looked at his profile and he's African-American, black, and that's my preference. And I was like, oh, you don't see this very often. So I reached out to him. Yeah. And, you know, I I was just kind of uh, still finding my way. I'd had a couple of really fun uh 
kink relationships and was just putting myself back out there really on FET and got that message. From, I swooped in and got you. Yeah. <laughs> you jumped right in and you know, it was it was so refreshing and I still love it to this day. The 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 knowing what you want, you know, that's it's very rare. Uh, I feel like in a partner and I was definitely on a point in my life where I just didn't want to waste time. The things I knew that I was interested in, I really wanted to go for them. And most of those things just happened to be on her profile. Oh, and I was hosting an interracial party and I was like, oh, do you want to come? And he was like, sure. And he showed up, which is like half the battle. Half the time people don't show up. So we met in the swinging lifestyle where he showed up to a party that I was hosting at my house with about 40 people and uh, fit right in. The first thing I did was got him, get him a fireball shot. So I think that formed his heart. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I think this, at this point, this was probably my first swinger party. You know, I'd done, I'd, you know, gone to some of the resorts and, you know, played with friends, but this is my first party. So I took... I told one of my buddies, we're going out for drinks. I'm going to get an Uber and disappear. And uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> that's so great. Well, that's, that sounds like a very similar experience to our meeting, which was similar where I had posted a seeking um, page and Lady Petra had reached out to me. So I sort of get that whole, the excitement of meeting somebody whose message resonates with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's just so huge. And then yeah. Because we just hit it off that night, and um, I guess I guess we might have you might have attended a couple more of my parties in the next few weeks, and then um, he asked me out to dinner, and he said, "I read your profile, and my profile said, you know, if you want to fuck, I'll see you at a party. If you want to know me, ask me out to dinner." And gotcha. So I was like, oh. And we were at dinner and he just looked at me and he said, I think you're really cool and I'd like to see where this goes. And I, I felt the same way, like, wow, that's just such a nice, straightforward conversation mm-hmm. um, that I just, we knew where we each other stood and we always have. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just, that's just so important when you can sit there with someone else and just be upfront, say what you're looking for. It doesn't have to mean everything, doesn't have to mean long term, but, you know, your vibe is amazing. I, I feel the the synergy. Like let's let's go for it. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Yeah. You've already yeah. invited me to like ten parties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, let's I, go to a hundred, girl. I was a little uh, bit like I wonder if he's gonna think I'm crazy because like every weekend, you know, doing something sex related. But that's me. Yeah, fortunately you know, for you, I'm always I'm the one who always wants to go out. Yeah. So you know, it's it's almost like I finally met my match. Where you know. Every once in a while, I'm like, hey, you know, what are we saying? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I really think what you're speaking into is the value of being authentic in relationship. What you really are, what you really are sitting with is your actual experience of being you and having somebody that you can speak to authentically and and listen, that in in her listening of you and in your listening of him as authentic creatures you're finding like real resonance with each other absolutely and sometimes that's hard because some of the interests are are you know pretty far you know off the curve 
like you can get along great, but your then your interests don't align, or you know your music choices don't align, and you don't want to go to the same concert, or you know your kinks don't align, despite the amount of amazing chemistry you have. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of things that, that can kind of go wrong. That is so true. That's that's uh, what we've noticed, and I think why we just fall deeper into our dynamic is Saffir and I are aligned, like in all the other parts of life. You know, yes. we're aligned in our kink because we're a sex forward relationship. So kink forward and we're in a TPE. So it's 24 seven kind of thing. But at the okay. same time, yeah. we're also in life, you know, and we align in, you know, we like to cook. We like to make cocktails. We like similar music. We like, you know, that's fantastic because then you have a deepening of intimacy that really, I think as kinksters, you can't get anywhere else. Exactly. I mean, it almost feels just untouchable that, you know, I can go to a, I can go, you know, camping one weekend and go to a concert the next weekend and then go to a sex club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's all the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you guys are polyamorous, clearly. And, and yeah. would you describe yourselves as swingers or would you describe yourselves as partnered and polyamorous? Or how, what's your um, construct? Um, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. I mean, I, I think the the poly piece is there. I, I think we would consider ourselves swingers. Um, but we definitely have the DS dynamic all, all of the time. Yeah. So, you know, I a mean, lot all of, of the time, Absolutely. And even, you know, if we go out to a swinger party or if we go to a club, you know, the, the most fun we're going to have is if beforehand I look at her and say, here's what I want you to do tonight. Or, yeah, exactly. Or, or I'm going to bring the marker and we're going to play the numbers game and I want you to get to 10 and we'll, you know, we'll do a check mark on your ass cheek for every guy you, you know, have sex with or blow. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, we typically, because, you know, like fucking's fun and everything, but you really want that sort of mental wraparound that just takes it to a whole nother level. So, Usually our swinging doesn't happen without a little bit of kink. Right. And then Tell us our, t- our main kink play, we either do that on our own or we go to kink-specific events. Absolutely. I and see. One of the things that's hard is that some kink events are not um, sex on premises, which we don't really enjoy oh, because yeah. we get so aroused. But we do. We have found enough kink events that you are allowed to have sex on premises. So that's where gotcha. we're going to hang out. Tell us about um, who Hot Wife Training is. Oh. Um, all right. So basically, we, uh, you know, we, we, I guess you, you met our hot wife, slut wife years ago. Yeah, in the swinging lifestyle and her husband. And uh, they sort of came back into the fold last fall. For, for uh, Sadist's birthday, I gave him the hot wife. <laughs> and... Cool. Uh, which was really great you know in our in our swingerland community we uh you know relationships are so important to us it's always so important to just be able to have people around that you trust you feel safe around you feel safe handing over you know your lady to play with as well um and so you know Gosh, what was I going to say? Well, the, the hubby was so excited. Oh my gosh, and the yes. hubby was just like, please, train, our, train, train my hot, hot life. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, you know, I called up, uh, through those relationships, I called up a few guys that, you know, always show up and always take good care. And I was like, I've got a treat for us, guys. Come on over for uh, my birthday. 
and we so have fun. Uh -huh. yeah it's so fun it's just so fun to be able to give those kinds of cool gifts to your partner and you know yeah. you, you don't get to do stuff like that in the regular world so no. I have to no. say that one of my biggest issues is jealousy because I know what I have um and i know that i'm older so there's always someone younger prettier blah 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 you know all those insecurities so sure. it's been a really great transition because um typically we play together but with the training of the hot wife because i've known her so many years that um you know sir sadist you know will go to her place and and play with her and then come back and tell me about it and it's super duper hot gotcha. so she's just exploring she's not sure what she wants Right. And is her is her husband uh, truly cuckold? Um, you know, I, we we do see the dynamic sometimes where you you know through the back and forth you can kind of feel that there's the desire there whether or not they're really ready to come out and say it. And sometimes you know we've noticed that maybe the cuck has more interest, but you know his wife may not quite be ready for those kinds of conversations. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so, you know, he, I, I think there's, there's a time and a place where he wants to play that role, but right now, you know, he's, he's just playing the husband role. Got it. Lady so I listen, so I listened to your podcast, uh, particularly the first one, because I thought it was really enlightening to hear, like, how you both experienced yourself as kinksters early on, and maybe you can speak to that, like, when you discovered your kink. Yeah, just, just to remind everybody that their podcast is called Adventures of a Sadist and a Slut. And it's available on um, Spotify anyway. Yeah, an anchor too. An anchor, thanks for that, okay. Thanks for that sure. plug. Yeah. Sure. Well, my, my sexual development, I always feel like it's an orientation because I guess ever since I was about nine years old, all I remember masturbating and fantasizing about is groups of black men aggressively fucking me in, in a group mm -hmm. just me um, gotcha. you know, two three four and there were life circumstances as to why that happened and so there was probably a, lot, a little bit of guilt and shame growing up because i was like this is a weird sexual fantasy that i get off to like the only one i get off to is there, <laughs> there's something not horrible about this right and uh, yeah. so, you know, I definitely struggle with that, but I always liked, I, I didn't really have multiple partners. I would have like maybe back to back partners that didn't know about each other in the course of a night. Mm -hmm. um, but I never really had group sex until really after my first marriage when I turned 30. And there's just something about being 30 that I was like, fuck it. I am trying every deviant thought I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it anymore. That monogamous, monogamous marriage is done. I don't want to I think we all have that experience, you know, living, living um, with your sex, uh, sexual interests suppressed is just no fun. It's way more fun being right. sex forward and, and completely authentic about who you are, what you're asking for, what you're seeking, who you want to be with. There's just like way more pleasure and, and actual just straight up fun being authentic, just way more. Here, here. There is, and it's just like that feeling when you finally, um, and you know, it, it, it took divorce for me, but that, that feeling when you finally can just look up and say, you know, this is who I am. I don't have time to put my sexual identity in, in, a, in a box in the closet anymore, or in the garage. 
And I, I refuse to have any, you know, interactions with relationships that don't involve my authentic sexual identity going forward. Yeah. And just know when you have that moment, it's like you want to stand on a mountain and puff out your chest and just say, you know what, world, this is it. I've arrived. Yeah, I've arrived. You can't I, I, really, I really acknowledge you for reaching that experience of yourself at a young age. It took me like 50 years to get there. You just got there faster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, and as, yeah. And as a result, as a result, <laughs> your life's going to be better going forward. I completely agree. And, you know, I've, I've kind of always been a lucky one. I've, I've always been the one amongst my friends who has the crazy stories about, you know, girls in saran wrap just, you know, showing up in my dorm room at a party and, you know, three thumbs a freshman year. And so, you know, I've always had the luck of being a little more sexually enlightened. But I mean, the, the moment that I realized who I was and accepted it, you know, it's just, it was just completely different. Even all those fantasies that I lived out in my 20s this is just a whole nother ball game it really is so um so let, when I listened to your part of the first podcast that you both did you mm-hmm. talked about like you say your introduction to kink and things and that you had I can't remember the word you used but it was about submission and you had you know submitted in the moment to someone if you were playing in that role but that sadist is who you've actually been become a submissive to. So when you play in groups or swinger parties or what have you, what happens there? Are you, I mean, I know you're his submissive. You don't submit to anyone else or what, what's, what's the construct for you guys? Well, yeah, you know, uh, sort of the, the early uh, story that we talked about on our first podcast was, um, you know, it was sort of our, a, a learning lesson, like a, lear- a relational lesson for us, really, where, you know, everything had been going smoothly. And I think we hadn't really had too many sort of issues yet or things that were deep. And in that moment, you know, I, I think it was just one of those moments that happens and you hadn't really prepared for it. Where I really mm-hmm. authentically submitted to somebody else in a group situation. Absolutely. Oh, and okay. Course, okay. Yeah. And, you know, we were all there doing our thing and that just kind of happened. And, you know, in the moment, it was kind of a, in the moment, it was kind of like this hard thing to deal with for me because on the one hand, I'm having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> and right. Like, you don't mind me fucking other people. Right. It's never an issue. Right. It's not submitting. It's submitting. Like we just hadn't really talked about that. And, you know, that's, that was our super vulnerable piece. You know, the swinging, it's like, whatever you you could fuck 25 guys tonight. I think it's great, but, but I don't, and I didn't feel vulnerable there. You know, Um, you know, you're never going to be the tallest person. You're never going to have the biggest stick. You don't have to be the best lover in the world. You just have to be great with your partner. So I didn't have those insecurities, but I felt very vulnerable about the submission. And in the moment, I was having a blast, but I was also kind of like fucked up about it. And But I also didn't want to ruin the great night that we had and the great times that we've been building towards. And, you know, sometimes you look in the mirror and say, well, you know, in part, this might be my fault. I haven't, you know, we haven't talked about that scenario. And so I just kind of looked at, I looked at Slut and I just kind of said, you know, I'm super angry right now, but Mm -hmm. I just, 
but I really care about you and I want us to talk about this and I don't want to ruin our our time. So can I ask without, you know, prying unless you feel uncomfortable about it. I mean, like it, it had to have been a definite obvious thing that you recognize as her being sub, uh, submissive to someone in that context. What What is that? What did that look like? Was it he was giving her directions and she's following versus just free form sex? Or do you well, see what I'm saying? Yeah, um, he she he had her, you know, slut was kind of set up. She was blindfold and uh, blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the moment, um, our, our, you know, our, our friend had sort of a uh, slut and another female. Two other females. Uh, two other females in a scene. And so oh, okay. slut was sitting there blindfolded, uh, sitting there quietly, just taking the commands and doing as told. Not okay, even so much you. fucking, just but being in that scene. And of course, Submissive space, yeah. Yeah, right. she was in that subspace. It was clear. And so, you know, that's kind of like, whoa. And, yeah, um, no. And you're just like, oh my God, like, you know, you're, it's, you know, the, the, you hear like the window crack, the window break <laughs> and the glass fall and you're just like, oh my God, what's happening? And, you know, even at that time, Slut had more experience than me and, you know, I knew where I was and I'm always the kind of person who feels like there's always room for growth. There's always better that you can do and you can always optimize. Um, but not as a slight or anything like that. So for me, sure. it's like, wow, you know, she's in subspace with somebody who clearly has more style and swagger and experience than I do. So it's almost like this sort of extra vulnerability. I get uh, it. Feel. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was hard. But at the same time, I try to have that perspective. You know, let's not, let's not break this or blow things up. Like have some perspective. Um, and then, so b- based on that, because you said you probably hadn't discussed that beforehand, did you then come up with agreements, workable agreements, on based on what would make you guys comfortable in those play sessions or scenes, parties? Well, I, yeah, I think I think what we really what happened after that is we you sat down. Yeah, we sat down after that, and rather than just talking about those scenarios, we decided uh, it was time. I told her I really wanted more. I wanted to commit and mm-hmm. I wanted to call her. And okay, so, yeah. so that experience really made us sit down, look in the mirror and say, well, you know, do we want to sit there and have fun all over the place like that? Or do we want to have some amazing structured fun within our, within our relationship, which really takes it to the next level. And, and one of the things that he said, he said is like, I don't know if I can be in this if you continue to be seeking. And I was like, <laughs> I totally like, I get what you're saying. I had been single for 10 years, and so I didn't feel like a couple. So when we would go, I mean, I, a little bit like a couple, but I downplayed it because it wasn't official. So I did still have that seeking intent. Ah, see, that's the key. So then my question would be, now that you have these kind of like, okay, we're calling, we're going to own, you know, I'm going to have ownership of you. If you go into a situation like that, then it would be much different if he said to you, I'm, as your dominant, I'm choosing to hand you off to this person to play with you. Whether right. he's gifting it to someone or not, he just says, that's what I'm doing. Because I, I think then, that. then that's his choice to have you dominated by another versus him coming upon it and saying, well, we didn't talk about this and I'm just seeing this happen. And now I realize I have feelings about this. 
And that right. is what's really powerful about what you're sharing with us. I really appreciate you sharing that because it, it was vague on your first podcast, but I think you've evolved since obviously since that first podcast Absolutely. and being able to explain it now really gives um, depth to other people who are, who don't understand this lifestyle or have never experienced this. You know how it is on Spotify and anchor. Everyone's listening. Vanilla's everybody. And yeah. so I think this gives people consideration as to what that means, that deepening of the kink. And it's been amazing. And, and almost every time we go out and discuss any parameters, you know, we usually do a little check-in, like, okay, you know, what are you, how are you feeling tonight? This is what I want you to do. So, I mean, we just have great communication ever since then. Absolutely. Do you stay together through a party? or? And the reason I ask this is only for... Obviously, at these parties, you probably know people, but let's just say someone else is invited. Who knows who that person is? How, uh, for safety-wise, like, how do you communicate if you aren't playing together? I don't feel safe with this person. I think it's going the wrong direction. Does, does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, you know, we do a little of both. Yeah, I think we do a little of both. We, 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 are very, we try to very much be in sync during, uh, during the night. It's, you know, it's it's almost hard not to check in from time to time. Like, mm -hmm. I'll, you know, if I'm somewhere else, after about a half hour or something, I've probably gotten a little bored or something anyway, and I want to go see what the fun one's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll check in and be like, oh, is it all right if I go play with so-and-so? Or And like one time when I was traveling, um, you know, he said, I think that you should try to hook up with someone while you're out there. So I did and sent him videos of it. and. Okay. And it's the same when, you know, sometimes when I'll travel, right. you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in advance and, you know, maybe play, play on vacation. Um, usually outside of that, we don't really play without each other. That's, you know, just what life. Um, but it sounds like there's a lot of communication, which is key. Well, that's, I mean, honestly, the communication from the start has just been incredible. And I don't think we would have any of this the success or the structure that we have without that. And you know how valuable that can be. You know, we look at some of our friends that are in relationships or that aren't. And, you know, some of them, the, the issues that they have feel so simple because to us, we walked into this relationship focused on open communication. And, you know, some of those relationships struggle because people don't feel like they can talk to their partner and just say, hey, here's what I need. If we're going to keep going, here's what I need. Well, even mm -hmm. if it's simple, but, yeah. you know, we bring baggage. And I know for me, um, for one, it was hard to say some of the, like, the darkest, dirtiest thoughts that I had in once, which mm -hmm. maybe for other people weren't dark and dirty. But, like, even just being able to say, like, oh, I want you to hurt me. Like, that was, like, a huge hurdle to be able to say that. And then the other thing that I've learned is that, you know, I bring my past relationships into this. And when there's something that I'm concerned about, I like hem and haw and think about it in my head and how am I going to say this? And then when I, when I say it, I always have to go, oh, that's right. He doesn't yell at me or discount me or tell me oh, that wow. I'm wrong. He listens. And I was like, oh, okay. So I have to remind myself that I, it is okay. It's safe, safe to talk. Absolutely. I, I acknowledge you for saying that, Slut, because that is a common theme for, yeah. I, I'm not beating up on men, but it's a common theme for a lot of women in past marriages, let's just say. Um, 
And to be able to set your story aside and allow yourself to be with your partner in the way they see you, not the way you think they see you, is powerful. So I really acknowledge you for that. And I think, like, with you guys, age helps a lot because it's like, all right, you know, I'm doing this for real. I'm not playing around. Yes, exactly. I have a question for you. So you're a polyamorous. You're playing in lots of different uh, circumstances with different people. Tell us about how you guys practice safe sex. Okay, we're toasting some fireball real quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it, it, is, it is the kinky cocktail hour. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I mean, we're with other partners. Absolutely, we wear condoms with all of our with Except other oral sex. We don't, so it's just educated risk taking, I guess. Absolutely, okay. and you know, everyone in our circle, whenever we hold parties or little group get-togethers, it's very important that the entire environment understands the rules and that everyone here is safe. You know, most of the most of the guys we've seen before, there's usually a couple new ones, so. Uh, Slut or myself has had a, a back and forth by text. We vetted any new guys. We have a website with a page called The Rules, and we oh, send really? that. To, yeah, and we send that to every new person because you know you know how it is. Sometimes you know a few things. You, you don't know what to bring. You don't know how to dress, and you know some. And we even had to put on there, hey, don't show up in sweatpants. But you know, yeah. Yeah. To me, that, that's our golden page right there because some guys just don't know what to do. But yeah, we, we try to just maintain the atmosphere and let everybody know the women are safe. We're watching. Any guys, if, even if we uh, notice something a little off, then we'll, we'll grab someone and just pull them aside and just say, hey, by the way, make sure you're playing safe here. I know you're new. We buy condoms in bulk. We call it the condom graveyard in the morning. It's so disgusting. Uh -huh. <laughs> Trash can of condoms, wrappers, red solo cups. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Now you guys are in Philly, right? Uh, yeah. Philly, yes, up, yes. So, yes. so is it is it Jacks? Is it Pats? Is it Geno's? Like, which is it? Uh, <laughs> I would say. I would say Gino's yeah. provolone. Gino's provolone. All right. I'm, I'm more of a Jack's wit wit. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's cool. So, so how are you guys doing during COVID-19? Oh you know, because the party play has changed, obviously, and things like that. So is it, has it changed for you guys? Or what are you doing differently? Or? We're fanatically quarantined. We both work from home. Yep. Um, I, I have a, another place of residence, so I would usually be at, um, say, this place like five days a week, but I've been here pretty much for the past 90 days. We get wow. all yep. both working from home. So we have not hosted parties because of the COVID concerns. Sure. But sure. what we started doing was just videotaping our own sessions. So like Friday night, Saturday night, we would, you know, get dressed up and, um, have drinks and then videotape our own play sessions okay and he started gotcha. calling people and saying like all right paddle uh flogger cane you know are video camming them and they would yeah cool and then pick a number and then he would beat me with that so that was kind of gotcha. a fun way to still socialize some of our our activities and you know, yeah we really we we really thrive on that sort of um 
ability to be creative and express our creativity through sexuality. So uh, gotcha. that, was, that was one of our ways. Yeah, and so then, uh, then we decided like, oh, all right, well, let's put it on many vids. Let's put our videos on many vids. So we just brand new this week uh, started a, a many vids. And uh, when we sold our first two little videos, uh, Satis was like, oh my God, they're paying for your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. We have, we, have just a, we, have just, we have just a minute left. We have just a minute left. And okay. I wanted to not let the minute go by without asking you as a black male in America, where you, like how this whole Black Lives Matter has landed for you personally. Well, you know, um, I'm kind of like a prep school kid. I've lived all over the world and, you know, I know how to, I've always learned how to make friends wherever I lived. Um, so it's, it's a little, it's a little weird and it's different for me because, you know, I just, I've always been a likable person, but it's not like the things that are going on in the world right now are new to me. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 38 and I've been experiencing those things since I was a little prep school kid, you know, in the Northeast um, and, you know, sure. in my white shirt and blue shorts. And I think it's just really cool to see what's happening right now in the way that there's just so many people out there showing support um, and yeah. consistently. It's It's not like one you know it's not like three bad things happened and we forgot about them in four days it just seems like everyone has decided this is this is the mission we really all have to do this together and honestly seeing all these white people kneeling and just, it's pretty cool it's incredible yeah. and it brings tears to my eyes it's it's just you gotta really see incredible. if you haven't seen you've got to see the dave Chappelle. I don't know what you call it. It's called 846. It's pretty pretty fucking incredible. Listen, that's all the time we have. I'm really grateful to you guys for being on. That's it for today. You can find us on your favorite podcast directory. We also have an RSS feed. If you're interested in online coaching for kinksters or online domination, you can visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. And if you're uh, having comments or suggestions or drink ideas for our podcast, you can email me at ladypetrickplayground at gmail.com. That's it. That's it. Cheers. Cheers.